1: Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is
2: Thursday. Max, how'd you do yesterday? I eked out a uh, $3 profit, Hey, so I will say it was a good day. It was a good day at the office. I didn't lose money. <laughs> hey man, if you're in the plus, it was a good day, no matter what. It was that Montreal game, and I'm glad that we'll get to it. I'm glad that Rich jumped on board with me. You did too. That was a, that was a hockey kiss of death <laughs> for the Canadiens yesterday. Uh, Rich called it though. He said if it, if it's over three goals, Montreal wins. They scored five. Montreal is vastly outscoring the Flyers in this series right now, and the Flyers have to be worried. Uh, they really have to be worried. I think my mantra has been that if if it's close games in a series, if I and we'll, we'll get to non-close games, but if it's close <laughs> games in a series. You got to eye up the underdog, and and that that's what we're seeing in the in this Flyers Montreal series. Um, we did not see close games in the Arizona and Colorado series, and certainly enough, uh, Colorado decided to close that out yesterday with a seven to one win. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, got some more hockey stuff to talk about today, but uh, Panthers joining us. Hopefully, he's yeah. back. So let's 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 see if he can uh, have a signal. What's up, Panther?
3: Um, so I suppose you want to know how I did yesterday and you guys have an opportunity to beat me up on my parlays again, but I look, I didn't like a lot of games yesterday and the games I did like were chalky as hell. So I threw together the parlays, but I will stand by this. I'm just in love with Trevor Bauer. That dude, they might as well put his name on the the Cy Young because he is just dealing. He dealt well, I guess, does that go down as a complete game? for seven innings i don't know how that works but uh he was he was studly again last night i did my little parlay with the uh three ace pitchers garrett cole who hadn't lost since like last may decided on my parlay to finally lose so (laughs) whatever (laughs) It, it is what it is
1: well let's get
4: let's get rich in here then we can talk about the parlay what's going on rich hey arch If uh, Mondays were Wednesdays and Wednesdays were Mondays, right? Right. Everything that uh, we took on Monday, at least I took, I still kind of had those leans yesterday, but Monday's action scared me off. So today I'm feeling a little bit better. I think I was three and one yesterday, so it makes me feel even better. Yeah, you did good. Yeah. So hopefully I I can do good again, little boy. (laughs) (laughs) Little boy. Yeah, you did good. Like, you know, that's something a father would tell a son. Yeah. The best jokes are the ones you need footnotes for,
1: Rich. Good job. I know. I'm working on it. (laughs) So, Panther, you would have had a profitable day if you just bet those goddamn games individually.
3: Well, I mean, yeah. But it was, like I said, it was just so chalky. They were all bumping minus 200. And they were the only games I like. I didn't like a lot of the other stuff out there. So, I just, I thought I'd take a shot and piece them together to get a, a little bit better value. Okay. But... You know, so I went two and one with the baseball, even though it was a parlay, and then uh, one and one on my basketball bets, two and zero on my basketball leans, and I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm going to sort of see what you guys do today. I'm feeling good about my basketball plays today.
1: All right, well, Max, we got a lot to cover. You want to jump into it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not really. I'm. Bang- let's not beat up on Panther about a parlay. So let's just warn the audience about parlays. You're, all, you're always going to go two and one.
2: You're always going to wish you had just bet the games individually.
0: Well, I mean, but it's uh,
2: again, you can you can look at the statistics, and I know Rich was looking at the the run uh, the run differentials in, in in games, and and he made that play the other day, uh, that run line, and Seattle kept it to one, and so. It, you know you're you're taking a risk is what you're doing you're 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 taking a risk so if you have a higher risk threshold you know sometimes people take that risk Mm -hmm. from what i've seen from my gambling experience is more often than not i failed on run lines me personally i failed on run lines uh we did an experiment not too long ago if you remember uh the uh the book club yeah where um, we we were assembling these 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 parlays every single day, um, we did not hit on a single one. No, they're tough. And same thing, if Panther, you know, yeah, if Panther would have bet, you know, the, the, the individual games yesterday, he would have eked out a profit by doing the individual games. So uh, I always say that if you're going to do a parlay, bet the individual games too. Yeah. Like you know, uh, you might as well because you're that confident those teams are going to win. That if you bet the individual games, then you, you'll make a profit because more than likely, two out of those three <laughs> games should win. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's that's the story all the time, yeah. man. Yeah, parlays, those motherfucker. All right, Max, what do we got on? T- our, let's we're we'll jumping the NBA first. Let's uh, let's start with the Pacers and the Heat. Miami opened up minus
2: five. They're minus four and a half now. Yeah, Miami came out and won Game One by twelve points. And now they find themselves as the favorites in this one. There are some things to worry about with the Pacers here. Um, they shot the ball really well. They out-rebounded Miami. They got 20 points from their key players, and they still lost. And they lost by 12. That is something to worry about if you're the Pacers, especially because Miami didn't, didn't shoot particularly well. They shot below their average, and they still won that game. So, if Indiana regresses any bit than they did in game one, which they they might, and Miami plays up until their average, the heat should win this game uh I don't like the line movement what I'm seeing with the money coming in on miami i i i I would sit on this one and see what is going on with that line um I'm gonna lean the heat here uh. But uh, I, I really would kind of sit on this one and, and, and just see what's going on with the, the betting uh, with the money in the public. Yeah. Panther, look at that. It's already dropping to
1: four at some of the smaller books.
3: Yeah. So, you know what? The, the T word we floating out out there, maybe. I, uh,
2: I, I am. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't look good. The, the money is coming in hard on Miami. And why is that line getting better for it? And I know NBA traps are less likely to hit than uh NHL and, and MLB. Like M L B right now, M L B is at the top. Like traps usually usually hit <laughs> MLB. Uh NHL I'm I have good data to say the traps are, are solid in NHL. NBA really is what? The crapshoot is it's almost like fifty fifty if if it's a trap or not. I, I just don't like it. I still try to avoid it.
3: And see, here here's the thing with this game for me. So I, I I'm taking your guys' advice from my my parlay yesterday. There won't be a parlay today. Um, we're gonna bring back the old Panther from yesteryear, and I'm gonna bet them all. And you almost have me talked out of not betting this one at all because of that movement. I'm gonna dismiss the what whatever's going on with that line movement. I was on Miami coming in, and probably the biggest reason for me. Is and it's probably going to be a um, a consistent theme with all the games that we talk about. Is the best player on the court? The best player on the court is Jimmy Butler. Uh, I don't, you know, the Pacers did well in the bubble because T.J. Warren played out of his mind. There's still, you know, whether Oladipo plays or not is a big question. But he hasn't been Oladipo all season. So with with um, Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, I just think the one-two punch there is too much. I'm going to go ahead, even though it looks like a trap, I'm going to bet the Miami Heat.
4: Rich, the one thing that I think you can say for sure is going to happen in this game is T.J. Warren is going to shoot a little bit more. They're 4-0 and when he gets up more than 23 shots, so I, I think you're going to see him shoot more and, and, and try to make that 5-0. and But Miami has won four of the last five games, and three of those four weren't close. The one game Indiana won was kind of a meaningless game in the middle of the bubble. And so I'm going to lean Miami. I have the game exactly at four points uh, with Miami winning by four. So I can't pick Miami winning by four if I'm uh, laying four. So I'm going to lean Miami. Mm. I've got a little bit more wiggle room than you, Rich. Not much. I've
1: got Indiana winning by three. So I'll go ahead and take that plus four and four and a half right now before it drops any further. And I'll go ahead and bet the Pacers plus the points. Right. Next up, we got OKC in Houston. Uh, OKC opened up plus two. They're plus two and a half now.
2: Max, is it time to bet the missiles? Absolutely not. Rockets easily handled the Thunder, even without Westbrook. Uh, They did it by playing defense. Yes. Yes, everyone. The Rockets played defense. (laughs) They actually played defense. And they had a very strong bench performance. Uh, Eric Gordon was really good. Jeff Green, 22 points. Ben McLemore ha- had a great game. I'm just not certain that they can repeat that effort consistently. So I do think it's going to be a tighter game. Uh, going into this series, all the talk was OKC uh, had uh, you know some depth, especially in the front court. They had, they, so they went with their big lineup, and Houston went small and shredded them. They beat them in offensive rebounding they beat them in points in the paint with a smaller lineup. What did OKC do at, at, at near, near the end of game one? They went smaller. They put Schroeder in and he played next to Gilgis Alexander and Chris Paul, and they cut that lead tremendously. So I think that's what they're going to do today. I think they're going to go with a smaller lineup to match up better with Houston. I'm going to see some regression from Houston. Jeff, Jeff Green ain't scoring 22 points again today. It's not going to happen. So, I'm actually going to bet OKC here. I like them.
3: Well, I agree with you in one sense, that, but only because Oklahoma City doesn't have a choice. Steve Adams is listed as out, and when we talked about this game two days ago, I thought that was going to be Oklahoma City's big advantage with um, you know Houston shipping out Whiteside uh, back in the middle of the season. They have, they've been going with these smaller lineups. Well, now Oklahoma City... Probably doesn't have much of a choice, but even through the entire season when they've had um, Chris Paul and Gilgis Alexander and Schrader out there, they've played really well. So I I like how they play the small ball, but Houston can match that up, especially with Eric Gordon's play. Um, My my thing is coming back to the bench, you're taking away what is probably Oklahoma City, uh, their strength in having – having schroeder come off the bench to spell chris paul i don't know that i like that part of it but um yeah i was i was on the missiles coming into this i'm on the missiles again especially with steve adams out i'm going to bet the missiles
4: i think you're going to see um i think you can bet on almost 100 threes between the two teams (laughs) The Houston Rockets shot 53 threes in the first game, and I think that you're going to probably see them try to match that number, maybe more. And if Oklahoma goes small, as we expect they will, they'll probably cast a lot of threes too. So the one thing I see is a high-scoring game here. I have um, 117. 117 is my projected score, which would give Oklahoma City the edge. Uh, But I'm going to actually bet the over in this game. I think both teams have a shot to – like I said, get to about 117, maybe go to overtime, right, Panther? And then kill the unders <laughs> and, and take the game over. So I'm actually going to bet the over here. What's your over line? I have it at 226 and a half. I can get you at 225 and a half. Well, why don't you book me for 225 and a half? Right. Do it now. There you
1: go. Got it. I'm going to lean the thunder here. I, I'm, I don't want to be on either side of this game because in my mind, it's razor thin. So yeah, I'm just going to lean that way. OKC. Okay, all right, Orlando at Milwaukee next up, Orlando opened up plus 12 and a half and they are 12 and a half now, although I think this is going to be a 13 point game
2: soon. Yeah, I mean, the, the Bucks have to shake off game one. It ha- has to be a oh, way call for them. If you're looking at the top two seeds in both conferences other than Toronto. They've all lost games. So the Lakers have lost a game in their series. The Clippers have now lost a game and Milwaukee's lost a game. So I I think mentally they they shouldn't be too shaken up looking at the top seeds kind of being beaten up right now. And they could possibly go on to win 14, uh, four straight here in this series. Milwaukee uh, was a great team on defense pre bubble. And they did it by being very ballsy because they just dared teams to take three pointers They covered the corner threes really well, but they they said, if you're going to take a a three straight up right down the middle, we're going to give it to you. And what that allowed them to do is protect the rim a lot more. It it gave them some uh, floor space defense. The problem is if a team is hot at shooting threes one night, it could really spell trouble for them. Orlando was hot in game one. I do think that they will be cooler today, but in general teams in the bubble have been shooting the three ball much better than they did pre bubble. So I think Milwaukee's got to change their defensive style here, or, or they could be in trouble again today. Uh, I will lean Orlando here. I, I I can't quite bet them. I I do expect Milwaukee to be fired up to beat the shit out of them today. But man, uh, there, there's there's some concerns there.
3: You know, when talking to my friends, they asked me who do, who do I like for the NBA championship, and and I've been consistently saying. I like the Milwaukee Bucks, and I jumped on the Milwaukee Bucks a couple of days ago. But when you look deeper into how they played in the bubble and how they played against Orlando, yes, Orlando shot very well, but the underlying factor here is the Bucks don't play defense. They, they have not played deep. They've lost four of their last five, and well, part of that is because every single one of their opponents are getting over – 114 points. 114 points seems to be the magic number. I don't know if Orlando can get there again, but they're putting enough pressure on that Bucs um, that I think at 13 points, even if they don't win, I still like them to, to cover. So I'm going to bet the Orlando Magic to stay within the 13th.
4: The Milwaukee Bucks were a double-digit favorite twice in the bubble. To Brooklyn? They set, I think, uh, an NBA record for the biggest loss for a, what was it, 17.5, 18.5 point favorite. (laughs) They flat out lost that game. And then they were uh, almost a two-touchdown favorite in the last game against Orlando, and they lost. I don't think they're going to lose today. I think they're going to come back with a big effort, at least offensively. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they come close to 130 points. And at the same time, you know, Max was saying teams are shooting lights out in the bubble. Well, Orlando's one of those hot teams in the bubble. They've averaged 115 points Mm. in the bubble. So I'm expecting a high scoring game here. I think Orlando stays within the 12 and a half. So I'm going to lean Orlando. But this is another game that I see going over. Over. So I'm going to bet the over again. And the over here is 227 and a half. See. At least that's the one I got. If you can find me a better one, 227 flat. All right, I'll take
1: 227. All right. Man, Max is right. I think Orlando probably will cool off, but I, they can cool off and still keep it within 12 and a half, 13 points. I see 13 over five dimes but Rich tied up all my money over five dimes with all those golf uh, head-to-head bets. That was a lot of bets. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet Orlando, and I'm getting 12 and a half. So there it is. All right, last game. Ooh, I'm excited for this one. Portland at Los, well, Portland playing Los Angeles. Let me say, uh, Portland opened up plus six. When we hit record, it was Portland plus seven. Now it's Portland plus six and a half.
2: Oh man, uh, Blazers took game one. But if you watch the game, if you actually watch the game, they they had to claw their way back. LA went out to a lead. Portland clawed their way back. We're talking about hot shooting. We're talking about really good three point shooting in the bubble. L.A. did not have that in game one. Their three-point shooting was horrendous. And they still had to you know, uh, rely on Damian Lillard's heroics to, to get them to that win in game one. But that's kind of what we've seen from him anyway. We know Dam- uh, Damian Lillard is going to be just absolutely lights out. So I don't know if the Lakers have an answer for him. LeBron, you look at his stat line, had a great game. But you actually watch the game disappeared in the fourth quarter. And so did Anthony Davis. They both just disappear in the fourth quarter. I think this line is too steep for them. I see the sharp money coming in on LA, but Portland tends to play close games. I, I'll say this. If you think Portland is going to win this game, which I don't, I do think LA is going to win, but if you think Portland's going to win this game, don't just bet this game, but bet the series, take the series price right now as well. Uh, I will lean the Blazers with the uh with the points here and i I do think la does come back and win the game Uh, but man this team is trouble for the
0: lakers
3: i think this team is trouble for everybody and like i said when we started talking about the nba i was going to refer to the best player on the court and i i'll argue with anybody right now it's Damian Lillard.
2: He's so hot, man! And and, and real quick on this too, do you, do you do you know what the odds were for Portland to win the title back mm-hmm. in March? Uh, not good. Probably one hundred and fifty-one, one hundred and fifty to one back in March. It's yeah. eighteen to one right now.
3: And this is this is what we, that this whole COVID thing, the break. The ability for Portland to get healthy, to get Joseph Nurkic back. Um, Carmelo knows his role on this team. He's fit in perfectly. That could not have really come at a better time because we said all season that this was the best non-playoff team in the entire NBA, maybe in the history of the NBA. And now they really probably are the most dangerous team that anybody is going to face at any time. And the Lakers are seeing it. Damian Lillard has peaked. He's the most dangerous guy on the court. His ability to slash and get to the hole. He has no, I mean, he's got Steph Curry range. Um, as long as they're going to continue to give me six points or more, I'm going to keep t- taking them. So this is an easy bet for me. I'm taking the Blazers.
2: I'm going to correct you real quick. Steph Curry might have Damian Lillard range. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Don't even go there. I, I, so no, I, I
2: am going to go there. No, 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 no. Look at the statistics. He is the best long-range shooter from 30 feet out in NBA history, Damian Lillard. From 30 feet out right now, he is lethal. He's better than yeah. Steph Curry from 30 feet out.
3: If I'm a coach, I'm chastising both of them for taking those damn shots.
4: <laughs> if they go in, they go in. Well, there you go. Right. The only good
2: shot is one that goes in. He's hitting over 40% of them right now. He's hitting over 40% of his 30. How do you, how do you stop that? Yeah. The dude is stopping at, at half court, taking a step, hitting a three and then walking away. You have to defend him all the way up into half court. Mm -hmm. It's that's, that's, that's bad for especially this Laker defense. They, they don't, they have Rondo that could do that. If, if he's, if he cares.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rich, speaking of going in, where are you going in on this game? Well, if you shoot from midcourt, it makes it easy for your defense to get back, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so where am I going with this game, boy? The Lakers are 1-4 straight up since uh, clinching the first spot in the West in the bubble. And the one win was a, was a, a buzzer beater by Kuzma. And the Lakers are uh, – they've only won once – only covered the spread once in their last 10 games. So I don't see what changes from game one at all. I'm going to bet Portland here. I think they stay within six and a half, and I think they actually probably have a better than fifty-fifty shot of going up two nothing. All right, yeah,
1: I'm I'm step for step with you guys. Uh, I six and a half seems like it's too many points. I like Portland to, to cover this one, maybe even win. Maxim eyeing up that plus two hundred to win the series line right here. I'm eyeballing it pretty good.
2: Yeah, uh, honestly, uh, really, if, if you're gonna, there's no way. Uh, th- I, 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 okay, so. <laughs> i'm not gonna say there's no way because lebron has done done it before where he's, he's clawed out of deficits if portland goes up 2-0 right now i do not think the lakers win the series i i, I don't think they can win four or five from portland he's, at that point. E-
1: even if they win this game they're still not out of the woods you wouldn't yeah so no. fuck yeah all right I got, yeah be honest.
3: i'd be curious i'd be curious real quick what is what is portland's payout to win the championship
1: to win championship give me just i can look that up just a second to win outright is portland is plus 2500
3: i I, i'd throw 10 bucks on it just just
2: because
3: it it almost feels like destiny you go 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 with with
2: the hot hand too man you go with the hot players man sometimes you know it was Kawhi last year. That was it. Right, right. No, that right. was Kawhi last year. That was the Raptors last year, even though I like this Raptors team overall better this year than I did last year. Yeah, um, I,
1: f- to win the series or to win the championship, I, I, I've been eyeballing that Portland line plus 2,500. Celtics plus 1,100, too. Why not? Why not? I think I got an- enough of a shot right there. All right. Wow. That was a real deep dive in the NBA deeper than I thought we'd go. I think we only have time for our one hits. So Max, what's your other
2: bet? One hit wonders for today. Uh, might as well go to the NHL. I'm actually betting both NHL games today, but why not? Let's look at Islanders, the capitals. Mm-hmm. Islanders had a chance to close the door on Washington in game four, but you know what I can say about this Islanders team? They are gentlemen. The <laughs> Islanders are gentlemen yeah. and they prefer to close out series in five games. Uh, Capitals had to claw their way back from 2-0 deficit, and and the main reason is that the Islanders' defense just got lax and just allowed for the Capitals to 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 do it. In fact, they just they stopped having any pressure on the Caps whatsoever, and they just put up so many shots. And you know, the the goalie for the Islanders still did a hell of a job. I do not expect Barry Trotz to allow that to happen again today. I'm going to bet the Islanders here. I think they close this one out.
3: Yeah, I tend to think that some of the series got closed out yesterday. The Islanders don't want to keep playing and keep playing. So I think they're probably going to put their best foot forward, treat this as a must win to get done with this series so they can advance. Um, it's definitely not too chalky. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, they got to list pretty much close to an even game. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it's all there for the Islanders to take. Uh, only a lean for me because, you know, it's hockey. So I'll lean the Islanders with you, Max.
4: I'm, I'm, I'm big on psyche. Like what are people thinking? And the Islanders coach was putting out the message that they know how hard it is to close out a team in the NHL playoffs. And for me, that's kind of sending his team a message that he doesn't really expect them to win today. So I'm going to lean Washington because I think the new, the Islanders may have in their mind that the series is going to get extended and as such, Washington ekes out a win. So I'm just going to lean Washington. Mm,
1: mm, mm, mm. I think what coaches say in the mic and what coaches say in the locker room are two different things. I'm not going to hold any credence to that. I like Max's philosophy. This, was a, this is a gentleman's sweep right here. I'm going to take the Islanders minus the 106. All right, Panther, what you got on tap?
3: All in my ace pitchers, and I'm going to talk about a pitcher that we never talk about um, down there in San Diego. He he was injured last year, missed a vast majority of the season. But Danielson Lament for the Padres is just an absolute flamethrower. He's a stud, and then he's got all that offense behind him. You got the Rangers, who are about as bipolar as any team in in the league, uh, coming to town. Kyle Gibson on the bump. Uh, it's chalky. It's very chalky. And I, I saw like minus one seventy seven. But I'm, I'm going to be okay with it today. I'm going to bet the Padres and lament to pitch another gym.
2: So, uh, here's another one where I just I trust your pronunciation of names. I thought it was <laughs> Denilson Lemay, but what do I know? Uh, on this one, lots of money on San Diego here. Uh, I, I I would I haven't really seen anything with the line. I, it does look like from what I saw with the opening to what it is now, the line got better for both teams. So I, I can't say if there's anything up right now. Uh, San Diego has absolutely dominated this series. I love dinelson Denil, Lemet Lemay, whatever the fuck his name is. I I do think that they win today. I'm I'm gonna lean with you, man. I'm gonna lean the Padres.
4: Yeah, and you get a little bit of value taking Texas, um, but I do think that they have the. They have the pitching disadvantage today. I'm going to lean San Diego, but no action here for me. Yeah, no action for me as well on that one. I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to lean
1: Texas uh, just for the value play. I don't think they win. I can't get them to winning, but it's enough of a value to take a shot there. Plus 166. Rich, what's your play of the day?
4: I'm going to shoot for Panther's heart. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm taking the St. Louis Cardinals to beat Sonny Gray in the Cincinnati Reds. I'm, I'm getting a little bit, I'm getting actually a lot of value with the Cardinals and Sonny Gray was 0 and 2 in two starts last year in St. Louis. Um, Adam Wainwright was 2 and 1 uh, and in all those games were in Cincinnati, which is more of a hitter's ballpark. But here's where I think this game ends up in the bullpen and Cincinnati's bullpen is fourth worst in baseball and the Cardinals are the thirteenth best, so I, I think I can see a game where the starting pitchers leave. It's two to two, two to one, and then from there, St. Louis takes over and wins.
2: I'm, uh, I was on Cincinnati when this opened at uh, minus one thirty. Uh, I I believe we're we're seeing this climb up on them. I I don't have the money in the public right now. I can only Uh-oh. assume. Can you hear me? Yeah, I
1: heard. Uh Oh, <laughs> no, I'm saying, uh oh, you don't have it because I was worried about that line movement.
2: Yeah, uh, I can only assume that the money is coming in on Cincinnati. Just a guess. I don't know. Uh, I, I liked it at minus one thirty. I, I don't like it climbing. I, it's, it's out of my, my comfort zone here. Uh, I'm going to lean Cincinnati here. I do love Sonny Gray out there. Uh, but that line movement without me having any data of, of who's betting what right now uh, is, is a bit worrisome.
3: You know, I did look at this game, Rich, and um, you're right. And I kind of, this, this particular season, have turned into a little bit of a Reds homer. One of the, the Sonny Gray's last outing, he got roughed up pretty good. So I'm actually expecting him to come back and pitch really well. Wainwright has really righted the ship because, you know, a couple of years ago, he couldn't get out of his own way. Recovering from injury last year, he was subpar. But this year he's pitched really well. So for this game, the one thing that I'm looking at, this will be right up your wheelhouse, Rich. Uh, over under, I'm seeing eight. I think this is definitely an underplay. I think this is a pitcher's duel. Um, for, like you said, two to two. By the time we get to the bullpen, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean the Reds. But I'm looking at that underplay here.
1: Okay, got you in for the under. Uh, yeah, I gotta follow you, Rich. I like that play. I'm going to jump on the Cardinals, too. I wish I knew what the public and
2: money were doing. I, I, ju- I just posted. I just oh. I just saw it. Yeah, money is coming hard on Cincy. Public mm. is on the cards. Mm. Oh, boy. That's, well, I already said bet. <laughs>
4: well, you can go the other way if you want, because I always do well. I'm on an island. I'll give you a, a mulligan. No, no, no. I actually kind of like the play. I think
1: the Cardinals plus 126. I, I think there's enough value there to, to warrant a bet. So, there it is. One, right. one of
3: the things that might be helping that game is Mike Moustakas came back
1: yesterday. Hmm. Okay. There you go. All right. So I don't I don't this may not be my play of the day, but this is the game that interests me the most. Houston, Colorado. The Astros opened up uh, minus one hundred five. The Astros are plus one seventeen now against my favorite soap opera, the Colorado Rockies. I like I said, I don't even know if I want to bet this game. I'm just most interested in it. I gotta lean Houston here.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, man. Uh, what what a weird series. When it comes to odds, right? The no, yeah. Rockies have been big underdogs. They're favorites today. Houston has absolutely dominated so far, three games in a row in this two and two, you know, kind of home and away series. Colorado has not shown much lately. Um, big money coming in Colorado, so that line is going to continue to get better for Houston. Astros as a value play, maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm going to lean the Astros here. <laughs> I'm going to lean them. <laughs>
3: This game reminds me of that game Rich and I were on with the Yankees with that, with that plus line a couple of days ago. Um, the, the rookie, Christian Javier, has actually pitched really well for the Astros, but the Rockies put up six runs yesterday, and that's, that's as many runs as the Astros have given up in their previous five games combined. The, the pitching staff, starters, bullpen, everything has pitched really, really well. The Rockies have been kind of streaky where they're, they're hot, they're cold, you can't trust them. Um, so, yeah, with the Astros, with a plus line, this just seems like a great value play to me. I hope it's not a trap, but I'm, I'm going to lean the Astros here.
4: Yeah, I was real close to pulling the trigger on the Astros too. The pitcher, Christian Javier, is a .83 whip in 21 and two-thirds innings so far. But the pitcher on the other side, German Marquez, is a, is a really good pitcher too for Colorado. But I'm getting a little bit of value in Houston. Seems like that Colorado bullpen can't stop people from scoring. So I think this game plays out a lot like the uh, St. Louis-Cincinnati game. Low scoring early. Once the bullpens get in, Houston has the edge there. And, and, and in the late innings, Houston wins this game. All right. So I'm going to lean Houston because I'm not getting enough value to bet Houston. But my suggestion is get your popcorn out and watch this line. It's going to be a lot of
1: fun to see where it goes.
2: Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Javier whip yeah. is kind of like Blutarsky's uh, GPA. <laughs> it's a Porky's reference, Panther. It it. There you
1: go. Man, hell of a show today. We really got deep in the NBA. That was a lot of fun, but at max, all good things must come to an end. That's it.
2: That is it. Head over to absolutedegeneracy.com for even more fun. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks, and see Extra picks, things that we didn't talk about on the show will be on the website. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod Google Pod Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podtail, iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highs, rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. It is Thursday. Rich. Final words. Yes,
4: definitely. Deep dive today into the NBA. We certainly have a lot going on with the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and Major League Baseball. So make sure you let your friends know all about Absolute Degeneracy. Tell them about us on Twitter. Tell them about us on Instagram. Tell us about tell them about us on Facebook. And Panther, it's time to take us home.
3: I'm actually on my way home. I got unloaded and reloaded yesterday. So we're uh, less than eight hours from home. You guys know the deal. Absolute degeneracy is where we're hanging out, shooting shit, getting updates, breaking news, whatever. So get your money lines, get your parlays, post them on the site. And when it's all said and done, kids, make
2: some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.